world has changed so much. I remember my life, the world that was. It was peaceful, safe. And then things started to go wrong. Powerful people became greedy. Close-minded fools began their assaults. And when the famine began, well, that's when the war for resources began. I was too young to understand them. I didn't see what was really happening. But I recall the incident. We all saw the incident. It feels like a lifetime ago. And ever since, the world has never been the same. It's a dangerous world, and I fear the worst of humanity is yet to come. But that's enough out of me. I know y'all don't want to hear me yapping no more. I'll turn on the radio. It's about time for the news anyway. Now, if you're uncomfortable with militia violence, police violence, death, eugenics, pandemic and disease, as well as heavy post-apocalyptic themes including poverty, starvation, violence, and mild ableism, this might not be the news station you want to hear. Stuff like that's been coming up a lot lately. And we're back from commercial. I hope you've enjoyed the morning radio music. I regret to inform you that it's time to move on to more serious subjects. It's time now for the afternoon radio news. Your only source for the latest goings-on in the little corner of the post-apocalyptic wasteland we call home. Today is Tuesday, the 13th of April. A lot has happened, and we have a lot to discuss, so please forgive me for skipping the pleasantries. First, my least favorite segment, the weather. For most of our broadcasting range, the rains have ceased. The cruel sun of our nuclear skies burns ever hotter overhead. Humidity is on the rise with the pollen, and floodwaters are receding. Ennis Molina is no longer a threat to you, my faithful listeners. Though the devastation she delivered onto us, we shall live with for quite some time. Today's high is going to be 77 degrees Celsius, and a low tonight of minus 34 degrees Celsius. It is the studio's recommendation that you keep exposure to the sun to an absolute minimum. The pollen count is high today, with humidity reaching 98%, a truly awful day to work in the garden. Please remember that flood pollen is still an issue we must concern ourselves with. Do not leave your dwellings unprotected, or the FP crisis later. Moving on to real news, the conflict between the AMM and the NSDWM alliance has come to open war. Some referring to the conflict as the War of Crowns, the conflict saw its first battle early this morning. Our source Patrick Wheeler was on the scene. His report has been lightly edited for the radio. For an unadulterated report, please visit GCNS in Green Court's Market. His report is as follows. Early on the morning of the 13th of April, an AMM patrol encountered a band of men and women from the WM militia accompanied by four NSD officers during field training exercises. The AMM patrol opened fire on the militia without warning, who quickly scrambled for cover in an abandoned farmhouse. While the battle was grueling, it came to a close after only an hour and 17 minutes. The AMM patrol retreated after suffering heavy casualties, while the militia suffered light casualties, losing only one officer in the fight. 
of Sir Luke Ruth was the first to fall during the battle and the first reported casualty of this conflict. Mr. Patrick Wheeler's report is significantly more detailed than this, but for the sake of time and maintaining a family-friendly radio show, this is all we are willing to air. For the full report, please visit GCNS in Green Court's Market. As of this broadcast, no official statements from the NSD, WM, or AMM have been made regarding this incident. Moving on, we must now discuss a threat that is much more imminent. The Plague of Flood Pollen. Researchers are flocking to HLM labs to work on potential treatments. There are currently no known treatments, no cures, and this plague has thus far had no reported survivors. We are in direct, constant contact with HLM labs. As more information becomes available, we will inform you with haste. In the meantime, I cannot stress this enough, you must remain indoors. Leaving home puts you in incredible danger. If you must leave, I implore you protect yourself. Any skin exposed to the pollen will be infected. The virus is painful, its progression is quick, and you will perish. You know all too well that we've always been on the up and up with you. What I'm telling you is the bona fide truth. This virus will kill you. For your health, take these warnings to heart and listen to the reports we present from the researchers. As their reports become available, we will relay them to you with haste. I must regrettably inform you that as of this moment, we have no new information. To those who suffer the virus now, I extend my deepest sympathies. Stay strong and try to enjoy these final hours. We'll be back after a short commercial break. Jenny, good morning. I wanted to have a quick word with you. Hello? Can, can you hear me? I, I don't have a lot of time. There's a story to be found. The host reports the news true, but he's hiding something from you. He's not what he seems. Listen closely. Hide the flame that burns in the shadows. Trust the reports, but trust not the monster. There, There's more to this than you could... And we're back with more of the latest goings-on of our wasteland. I should like to discuss with you the shop Robotic Hands. We've previously run advertisement and a short piece on this shop owned and operated by Mr. Frism. They specialize in human augmentation, a most peculiar fusion of man and machine. Through methods unknown to us, Mr. Frism has declared that all but his mind are mechanical. This fact has given many residents of Green Court hope in regards to the current plague opting to upgrade from the bonds of flesh to bands of iron. While the procedure is not cheap, there are a handful of residents from Green Court that have undergone the procedure declared immunity to flood pollen and liberation from the shackles of hunger. Though admittedly, drinkable water is an absolute necessity for their new steam machine bodies to function. While these procedures may protect us from the plague, I must urge you, my faithful listeners, Consider carefully if this is what you choose to do. Consider all that you must sacrifice to become men of metal with electrical minds and steam-powered hearts. This may be our only option, but that is yet to be known. Use caution and careful consideration, for this operation cannot be undone. Moving on. We are getting reports from scavengers picking through the battlefields of Mount Desk of a peculiar nature. Large groups of people have begun setting camp atop the mountain each clad in full protective gear not dissimilar from their hazardous material suits from the world that was. Emblazoned on them is the form of a giant irradiated silverfish colloquially known as sharks. 
They've been seen carrying supplies into the caves and constructing simple towers. They've warned both our sources and scavengers to vacate the area under threat of violence, and so we do not know their intent. Only that they call themselves the March of Caesar's Revival. We'll refer to them as MCR for simplicity in the future. As more information becomes available regarding the MCR, you will be informed. As of now, however, this is the information available to us. In sadder news, Romulus's Glory Arena has announced that they will be delaying their first combats. In a statement to PANR, Arena Master Barbara Shepard declared this was a necessary, if distasteful, choice. This course of action has been made in direct response to the flood pollen which now plagues us. In an effort to keep safe patrons and combatants alike, the gates to the arena will remain closed until further notice. Miss Shepard did clarify, however, that they will still pay a hefty price for irradiated beasts and monstrosities despite the plague. My faithful listeners, I must urge the use of caution should you seek this bounty. Her prices are fair and just, but these are dangerous creatures you may take captive, and this plague shows no mercy if your protective equipment is compromised in the slightest way. I understand that the bounty is tempting, and that Cheddar is a little shy at the moment, but you must consider how much your life is worth. Moving on. We have an update regarding Dr. Olivia Clark and her paper regarding C4V1 Alice. On the 6th of April, we released a story detailing how Dr. Clark had been abducting and experimenting on people from our wasteland. This, by her own admission in a research paper, she had dispersed about the waste. While the whereabouts of her experiment, Alice, are still unknown, Dr. Clark has been located. Dr. Clark was located early this morning by bounty hunters in Green Court's residential boxes. Dr. Clark, it seems, had taken refuge with her brother, Cameron Clark. Mr. Clark was aware of Dr. Clark's actions by our previous broadcast, and has been cooperative with authorities and helpful to the arresting hunters. It is unclear if his motivations were for that of justice or for a cut of the reward. Further details are presently unavailable. In a statement to PANR, Green Court investigator Cynthia Bew informed our sources that they could not comment on an ongoing investigation, but that Dr. Clark should be kept safely in their custody. As more details become available regarding this case, we will endeavor to keep you informed. However, it is at this point I wish to remind you, my faithful listeners, that her experiment, Alice, yet wanders the wasteland. It is uniquely designed to survive these apocalyptic conditions, and its intent is unknown. Furthermore, we do not know how Alice should react to flood pollen. It may yet not affect her, or it may kill her. Please be on the lookout, and be aware that this wasteland holds no end of dreadful things. On a lighter subject, we have received your letters. It was a terribly dreadful moment for many among you when I announced some of our recurring segments would be put on hold until further notice. In response to popular harassment, we've decided to restore all suspended segments, which means it's time now for Miss Bean's box. As of late, Miss Beans has been restricted in her movements, as the outside world is far too dangerous and she is far too well experienced in the art of escape, Miss Beans has been restricted to a single room. She has made it abundantly clear that this decision displeases her. From endlessly howling at the door to angrily staring at us, to short-lived hunger strikes, she's made every effort to communicate that this lockdown must end. However, for the safety of all staff, she must remain. For while flood pollen does not affect her, she can very easily spread it to us within the studio. 
It is a fact I truly wish I could communicate with her. However, as I cannot, she will continue to protest until the plague reaches an end. That's going to finish off Miss Bean's box for today. We'll continue to update you daily as to her well-being. Up next, let's talk survival. More accurately, let's talk survival cooking. More specifically, let's talk quality survival culinary. Most of us haven't had a decent meal since the world ended. Living off the scraps of the world that was or risking contaminated meat hunted from our new furry friends. Often bland or bitter, these meals leave us wanting. However, thanks to a kind soul traveling the waste, I know a few things you can do to better your meals. I must ask, do you recall cream? Heavy cream to be specific. It did wonders in the kitchen. From sauces to gravies to soups to your coffee, it was a staple in every refrigerator. Ever since the incident, this nectar has been lost to us. For its dreadfully short shelf life has made it impossible to salvage any usable bits of cream. Nowhere can one find a carton that is not rotten and half turned to irradiated cheese. Yet thanks to the bold nature of an adventuresome food seeker, I now know of an alternative. Through the wasteland, there is a thin, flowering shrub. It holds no leaves, but is covered in thorns and has terrifying roots which spring from the ground, not unlike swamp trees. This shrub boasts a number of flowers that are a dull grey with black specks. You'll find them very near the surface of the shrub, just behind the external layer of thorns. Be incredibly careful, however, for this flower, when blooming, is dreadfully poisonous. I've taken to calling these shrubs minor thorns. It would seem that, when injured, the minor thorn shrub will excrete a thick white substance to repair the damage and protect the plant not unlike the sap of many plants from the world that was. What's so useful about this substance is, while significantly thicker, it has a taste not unlike heavy cream. In personal tests, I have found that this substance acts incredibly similar when used in cooking and in flavoring coffee, though it is, again, much thicker. I do encourage you to plant this shrub near your settlements. Keep cream in your kitchens and enjoy another missing staple from the world that was. Please only remember that while the cream-like sap is harmless, the flower, when in bloom, is incredibly poisonous. Use caution when dealing with this shrub. Finally, I should like to report on the latest bandit movements. However, either by fortune or omen, there are presently no reports of any active groups within or very near our broadcasting range. Rest easy this night, my faithful listeners, but do remain alert, for even if we do not know of them, there may always yet be desperate men and women willing to take advantage of you when you're most vulnerable. Unfortunately, that's all of the time we have for today's afternoon news. But before I go, I should like to leave you with the afternoon puzzler. Did you discover the answer to our previous query? The question was, how do you befriend a squirrel? The answer, act like a nut. Congratulations to any who got that one. Today's question is, how does a German baker greet his customers? Think about it, and tune in tomorrow for the answer. Thank you once again for tuning in, my faithful listeners. Please stay tuned for the evening radio music. Until then, if you're truly out there listening, good luck. And we're clear. Nicely done, team. Except you. What, what, what was that face you were giving me during commercial? What do you mean we went off the air? Was the whole was the whole second half of the broadcast lost? All right, well that's good. 
get maintenance up and, and see what the issue is. We can't go down in the middle of a broadcast, especially not in the middle of a commercial. Uh, Je uh, Jenny, I, I, I need a favor. Please go down to accounting. Tell them we need to refund Valet and Griff for their respective advertisements uh, that were scheduled to air today. This is Seamus's sibling, Izzy. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this broadcast, consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Wait, podcasts still exist? Hmm. Telling your friends about us and subscribing to the post-apocalyptic news radio on YouTube. You can also join the Discord, which is linked in the description below, as well as... This says... Tweet? We still have Twitter? God damn, the worst evils couldn't even be destroyed after all that nonsense. Well, use the hashtag P-A-N-R broadcast to tweet about the show. We appreciate the support and hope you keep tuning in.